0: Welcome to Let God Be True, a discipleship series podcast to help one know the very truths of the Word of God. Today, we will begin a discipleship series looking over eternal security and how God through His Word is very clear that once one comes to place their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone, they are forever saved and cannot lose their salvation. Throughout this series, we will see 13 different examples given to us from the Word of God And we pray that once you finish this series on eternal security, that the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to the truth of God's Word and that you will be assured without a shadow of a doubt that you are indeed eternally secure. So go ahead, grab your Bible, a notebook and pen, and your favorite coffee or tea, and let's begin to look at the Word of God. And as always, in Romans 3, 4, as it tells us, Let God be true, but every man a liar. Welcome back once again this week to another discipleship series on our podcast, Let God Be True. Over the last several weeks, we have examined and looked at how one is eternally secure from the truth of the Word of God. So far, we have looked at the word eternal and how it means just that. Eternal life, life without end. We looked at everlasting life. We looked at from the Word of God how we are born again and therefore cannot be unborn. We've looked at how we're adopted into the family of God. We've seen how we are a child of God. And then last week we looked at how we are kept. Nothing can take us away from God. We are sealed and even sealed unto the day of redemption when He comes back for us again. And then last week, lastly, we looked at how nothing can separate us from the love of God. Now this week, let us look at just three more examples. We'll look at example number 9, 10, and 11 out of 13 total from the word of God, how we can know and rest assured from his promises to us that we are indeed eternally secure. The three that we'll look at this week is that nothing can pluck us from his hands. Number two, he cannot deny himself. And number three, only once. As always, I encourage you to stop or pause the podcast at any moment throughout the the episode uh, to make notes or to search the scriptures yourself. And as always, I hope that it will be a blessing and a help to you to know that not just what man says, but what God tells us from his very word, his promises to us that we are indeed eternally secure when we come to place our complete trust and faith in Jesus Christ and his death, burial and resurrection for our sins and the penalty of our sins. Amen and amen. The first one we'll look at tonight, or this week in our podcast series, is nothing can pluck us. The word pluck, according to, as always, the 1828 webster Noah Dictionary, uh, to pluck away, or to pull away, or to separate by pulling, to tear away. He also put to pluck out, to draw out suddenly, or to tear out as to pluck out the eyes or to pluck out the hand from the bosom. He wrote down the example of Psalm 74 there in his definition. So we see that pluck simply means to pull away or to separate by pulling or even to separate by tearing away. But praise God, God tells us from his word that nothing, or I would say no one can pluck us out of his hand Once we have trusted in him for salvation through Jesus Christ. We find this in John chapter 10 and verses 27 through 30. If you look at it there, the Bible tells us as Jesus is speaking, he says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So there's a few things that we can see here from the promises of God in John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30. First, I want to point out, we see that God, or Jesus, tells us that I give unto them eternal life. We see that when we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior, He gives us, again, we see that phrase, eternal life. That's life without end. It doesn't ever come to an end of existence. It's everlasting. Then He goes on to say, and they shall never perish. That means we will never die. We will never be separated from God once we have trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior. So we see the blessed promises. We have eternal life, meaning a life that never ends in Jesus Christ in, a, in our home in heaven for all eternity and we will never perish. But praise God, he even goes on beyond that to say neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. So we see that we are eternally secure in the hands of Jesus Christ and in the hands of the father. And no man can pluck us or to tear us away or to separate us apart from God. So again, I always present a question behind each one of these points. And the question here would be, Do you know of anybody or even yourself to be stronger than God? See, Jesus Christ promises that the Father is greater than all. There is no man, not even yourself, that is greater than God. And when we come to place our trust and faith in Jesus Christ, praise God, we see that we're eternally secure in the hands of God and that nothing, no one can pluck us away from god number two tonight we see that he cannot deny himself so tonight we're going to look at a few scriptures leading up to the main point but i pray that when we go through these verses you'll see the very clear picture or truth that we have from god as always i want to begin with the definition of what deny is Deny is to disown, to refuse, or neglect to acknowledge acknowledgement or acknowledging, not to confess. So we see to deny is to disown or to refuse or to neglect, not to confess what, it, what one is to us or, or who one is to us. God tells us from His word, That if we have trusted in Jesus Christ, then we are in him and that he is in us through Christ and we are one in him. So let's begin with that. What what do we see from the scriptures on that? Well, let's begin with Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Here it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We see here it says, there's no condemnation. There's no fear of punishment anymore to those that are in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22, it goes on to say, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made Alive. So if we're in Christ, we're told in Romans 8, 1, there's no more condemnation. We see here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22, now we are made alive. Let's go on to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Here it goes on to say from the word of God, therefore, if any man be in Christ He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So now we see if we're in Christ, there's no more condemnation. There's no more fear of of the lake of fire for all eternity. We've been saved from that in Jesus Christ because of his punishment for our sins from God the Father to pay the payment that we could never pay we see that we are now made alive. Our spirit has been made alive as we received the Holy Spirit. And then we see that now we are a new creature. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26, it says here, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. We see again, we're a child of God, but it's because of our faith in Christ. Christ Jesus. We are in Jesus Christ. Now let's look at John chapter 17 and verses 20 and 21. Here in John chapter 17 verses 20 and 21, we read, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. So here we see that Jesus is talking to God the Father, God the Son is talking to God the Father, and we see that Jesus says that they are one, and that we, in Christ Jesus, may be one in them. He says that they also may be one in us. So again, we see over and over through the scriptures here that we, once we believe Jesus Christ is our personal savior, we become in or one in Jesus Christ in the father. Now, let's go on to one more verse here before getting on to the main uh, point or to the final point under this uh, example. We see 1 John chapter 4 verses 13 through 15. Here we read, "Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the that the Father sent the Son to be the savior of the world." Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. So what we see here is that we are in Christ Jesus. We see that God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Father are in each other and that we are in them through Jesus Christ. We see that God dwells in us and us in him when we believe in Jesus Christ. So with all that being said... We have seen that we are in Christ and he is in us and therefore one in God. The Bible tells us as we'll read right now that God cannot deny himself. Let's look at that together. 2 Timothy chapter 2 in verses 11 through 13. Here we read It is a faithful saying for if we be dead with him, we, also, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. So we see here that those that have rejected Jesus Christ deny him, that he will one day deny them. They'll be sent to the lake of fire for all eternity, separated from God. But we see that even if we've come to believe Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and we even get to the, the awful state of we doubt our salvation, we're not sure on it. It says, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful he cannot deny himself once we're in jesus christ and he is in us once we dwell in god and he dwells in us we are one with god and in god and god cannot deny himself therefore we see that if god cannot deny himself and we are in God through Jesus Christ, we're in Jesus Christ, then therefore he cannot and will not deny us. And therefore we see again the conclusion so simply and so clearly from the word of God and the example over and over again that we are indeed, praise God, eternally secure. Now lastly this week we've We have first looked at nothing can pluck us from the hand of God, from the hand of Jesus Christ. We've seen that He cannot deny Himself and that we are in God through Jesus Christ. We're in Jesus Christ. We're in God the Father. And therefore, He will not and cannot deny us. We are eternally secure in Him. And now lastly this week, we'll look at uh, only once. Now, the, the phrase or the definition for once is simply one time. It only happens once. So let's look at how this shows us we are eternally secure. Let's first begin in Romans chapter 6 and verse 10. We need to see that Christ died for our sins, not twice not five times, not a hundred times, not a million times, but that Jesus Christ died for our sins once and for all. Romans chapter ten, and verse or Romans chapter six, and verse ten. We read, for in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. So we see the Bible is very clear that Jesus Christ died for our sins once. Now let's read Hebrews chapter 7 and verses 26 and 27. Hebrews chapter 7 verses 26 and 27 say, For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests, to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins, and then for the people's. For this he did once, when he offered up himself. Praise God that no longer are we required or do we have to be dependent upon a priest that year after year time and time again over and over again would he have to present an animal sacrifice for the atonement of sins for his and then for ours but that jesus christ as our high priest has entered in once into the holy of holies and gave himself a sacrifice on the cross of calvary once and for all for all of our sins. If we were to go on to Romans, or I apologize, on to Hebrews chapter 9 in verse 12. Again, here we read, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So he entered in once, gave his life a sacrifice once and for all. Again in Hebrews chapter 9, but this time verses 24 through 28, we read, For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So we see here very clearly that if we can lose our salvation and we have to come to God again and again and again. It says that he f- would have been offered many times or oft- often have suffered since the foundation of the world. It's very clear that he offered himself a sacrifice once and for all for our, to bear our sins and to give us eternal life. Now go one chapter forward, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10. Again, we read, By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once for all. So we're sanctified, we're made clean through Jesus Christ, through his once and only sacrifice of himself for our sins. And then lastly, looking at only once, We read 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. Here we read, For Christ also hath once, once, suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Praise God, we see again and again, All these scriptures that show that Jesus Christ once, only once, and for all suffered, bled out, and died on a cross as the sacrifice, as the perfect Lamb of God was buried and rose again, that we, through Him, can have eternal life in heaven. And therefore, we are eternally secure. Because, and here's the the truth if we can lose our salvation and then we can be saved again then the bibles we read in hebrews says that he would have had he would have suffered over and over again many times since the foundation of the world but we are told that he suffered once and for all therefore jesus christ died once and for all for all the penalty for all of our sins to be forgiven and we must trust in Jesus Christ as our own personal Savior for the forgiveness of our sins and to be redeemed once. It's not something we do over and over again, but the Bible clearly pictures and clearly shows us from God's promises to us through Jesus Christ that we are indeed eternally secure. So again, this week I pray and I hope that you would be encouraged, that you'd be strengthened in the truths from the word of God, and that you would continue to see that one tonight, nothing can pluck us out of the hands of God. We are eternally secure. We have eternal life. Number two, he cannot deny himself and we are in him. We are a part of him and he cannot deny us because we are in him. He will not and cannot deny deny himself and then lastly on this week's podcast only once jesus christ only died once for the payment of our sins and therefore we are required only once to come to faith and trust in him through his death burial and resurrection and so again i pray that you'll be encouraged that you'll be strengthened And that your eyes may continue to be open to see that, yes, God's precious promises from his word show us and teach us and give us that confidence in him that we are eternally secure. So as always, as we end out this week's podcast, we end with the words from Romans chapter 3 and verse 4. Let God be true. But every man a liar.